The Sun Devils shocked the college football world when they took down the Wildcats yesterday, and we got to talk about it briefly in this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications so you get an update when we post new content, and stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrad36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. In case you missed it, Arizona State took down the Wildcats yesterday in McHale Center. They they got an absolute prayer of a shot to be able to topple the Wildcats. With 3.4 seconds left, the Sun Devils got the ball inbounds. They gave it to Desmond Cambridge Jr., and he puts up a floater from further than half court and drained it. And they stunned the Wildcats in Tucson, 89 to 88. We got to talk about this game. That's going to be the entirety of this podcast is just talking about this game, what it means for the team and all that good stuff. So if you missed this game, this was not the cleanest game for the Sun Devils. They they committed a lot of fouls, which unfortunately isn't something we're not used to at this point. And they gave Arizona a lot of opportunities to win this game, put this game away. Arizona State committed 23 fouls, and they put the Wildcats on the line a whopping 34 times. Thankfully, they did not capitalize terrifically on those opportunities. They only shot 67.6% as they were 23 of 34, which included the game-altering miss by Balo when he... He was on the line with the aforementioned 3.4 seconds with his two shots. He missed the first one, made the second one, gave Arizona 88, which gave Arizona State an advantage to win the game outright, which they did. It's the little things like that that really helped Arizona State be able to pull off this win. Uh, there there was some opportunities for Arizona State where it felt like they were just doing a really, really good job of all the little things. Well, uh, my, my best example with this is they played really hard off the glass. And this is not something that it felt like Arizona state has been dominant at doing this year. They had 28 rebounds. They were out rebounded by the wildcats by 35, but they kept it a lot closer than it feels like they normally do. It felt like they weren't afraid to go up and be able to give themselves more opportunity. I was very impressed with, what we were able to see from them. They played really hard in the paint. You saw Devin Cambridge had fouled out. Warren Washington had four fouls. They were in foul trouble, but to a certain extent, you you appreciated a little bit because with a team like Arizona, that's got massive bodies like Balo and like Tubelis, you got to be able to step into it and be able to give these guys a little bit of pushback and show them that they're not just going to walk all over you because if you give them out that opportunity, Arizona is going to walk all over you. They just have that size, that physicality, and that playmaking ability to do so. 
Arizona State didn't roll over on their back in this game. They they kept it close in the first half. It was 46-45, edge to Arizona State going into halftime. They tied them at 43 points in the second half. They went stride for stride with the Wildcats. And the Wildcats went on a little bit of a of a run towards the end of the game. They had a 10-point advantage. And I know the announcers were like, oh, this game's over. Arizona State's done for. This, that, and the other, right? But Arizona State, in classic Randy Marsh fashion, said, I didn't hear no, no bell. I didn't hear no bell. And they fought. And they fought hard. And they went down all the way to the final buzz and won the game. I mean, it was just, it was phenomenal to see the way that Arizona state played this game. It's perhaps the best game that they played this year as a team offensively. Absolutely. One of the best games they played 89 points is way up there for the team. I believe it's the second or the third highest output for them this year. They, they shot very well as a team. They shot 53.7% from the field. They shot 39.3% from deep. They were they were doing the little things right as a team. Now, don't get me wrong. The shot selection, <coughs> excuse me, the shot selection remains a problem for Arizona State. I saw a tweet yesterday that I absolutely loved. It said, Arizona State's shot selection feels like when you go to the grocery store, gro- goodness gracious, the grocery store, hungry. You're just taking everything you see. You're not really thinking about it. You're like, oh, zebra cakes look good. Let me get zebra cakes. Oh, uh, Hostess cupcakes and Twinkies. And, oh, look at this. Uh, the local grocery store has a sale on their sugar cookies. Like, it's it's one of those things where Arizona State just feels like they rush themselves sometimes. And some of their most important players feel most guilty about that. Funny enough, Desmond Cambridge was one of those one of those guys who it feels like there's times where there's not a shot he doesn't love. This was something that Des actually brought up last week heading into this game is that he wants to be able to slow down and be able to take better shots and stuff like that. So for Arizona State, they just got to be able to make sure that they're doing that moving forward because there's some games where that bites them in the butt. In this game, it was no different. There were some shots that just weren't there for Arizona State. But granted, there were also some shots that were absolutely on the table for them. Prior to putting Balo on the line, Des Cambridge had a really good look for a three-point and just missed it. And it was really unfortunate because that would have put Arizona State ahead. It would have put them ahead 89 to 87. And it was a bummer that he missed that shot. And he kind of sat there as a fan and you were like, you know, damn, that was that was it. That was the one we needed and we couldn't get it. Compared to some of the other opportunities they had that, you know, quote-unquote opportunities, That just weren't there for the team. So shot selection remains a problem. Nonetheless, Arizona State was able to grit out a really, really tough win in this game. And that's something that you got to give them credit for when it's all said and done. I do want to talk to you guys real quick about our friends over at Built Bar. Because if you're looking for a delicious treat and you don't want the fat and calories, you got to get a Built Bar. We are almost two full months into the year now. Hopefully you haven't quit on that New Year's resolution. But if you're struggling right now because you want something that tastes good, but you don't want to compromise, you got to get a Built Bar. With Built Bar, healthy is tasty. They're good for you. You won't think they're good for you because, well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how they do it, but these bars taste like a candy bar 
while maintaining amazing macros. They're healthy too, with only 130 calories and four grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. You don't even have to wait around for a box anymore. We've been talking for a long time about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. If you head to Walmart today, go to the pharmacy section and get yourself a box. You can get a a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're closer to Sam's Club, you can go in and get a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Get yourself a great-tasting protein bar. Get yourself a Built Bar. Before we end this podcast, I do want to talk about what this means for the Sun Devils moving forward. Arizona State is a team that was very much fringe when it came to making the bracket, making the NCAA tournament. They needed that marquee win. They needed they needed something to separate them from the rest of the fringe guys. They had some quality wins this year. They beat Michigan early in the year. They beat Creighton earlier in the year. They were very close with UCLA and Arizona. They had had some quality games in there. Unfortunately for them, they had just had a really bad skid. They had a four-game losing streak, and they felt like the season was starting to get derailed for them. It felt like this was going to be another year of Arizona State not making the tournament. And it was very frustrating because Arizona State had been playing such good basketball for the majority of the year. But when it mattered most, they were able to pull out this win. Heading into February 16th, they had five games remaining. They had their final two home games against Colorado and Utah. They had Arizona next Thursday, this Thursday, I should say, They have number four, UCLA, and then this Saturday they have USC. With those five games, I said you needed to find a way to win three of them, which was basically saying you needed to either beat the three teams that weren't ranked, Colorado, Utah, USC, and keep it close with the two ranked teams, or you needed one of those surprising wins. You lost to Colorado at the gate, and it was like, crap, this might not be it. They beat Utah. It was a good game. At that point, you said to yourself, you got to find a way to pull off an upset here because you need to win. You need to win three of your last five if you want a shot. Well, they beat U of A. They beat Arizona. They beat them in Tucson. They looked really good offensively, and they looked like a team that you want to watch in the tournament. Because they did it on national television. They did it on CBS. This was not a a Pac-12 network game. This was not a Valley sports game. This was a massive opportunity for Arizona State to get the attention of everyone. And get their attention, they did. Because not only was that buzzer beater probably the top play on SportsCenter and will be one of the best shots for the entirety of the college basketball season, but this was one of those games that people were watching not even for Arizona State, but for Arizona to see if they truly deserved a number one seed because they were kind of fighting for that opportunity. Well, no longer, no number one seed for Arizona. Sucks to be you guys. And Arizona State, meanwhile, is able to place themselves in legitimate conversation to make the tournament. 
this is exactly what they needed. So you have two games left. You've got number four UCLA and you've got USC. Two games left to be able to make a push for yourself and to be able to make it so that the 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 bracket makers get you guys in. You've got that marquee win at the right time. This is what you needed. Hopefully, you can continue to capitalize on this and maybe make it a close game with UCLA and then beat USC. You do that, I feel like it's going to be really tough to lead them out of the tournament. If you beat UCLA too, yeah, they're locks at that point. There's just no way you can keep them out. That's where we stand before we go. Arizona fans, thank you guys for tuning in to the Locked on Sunnivals podcast because I know you're there. You guys come on to all my podcasts when I talk about Arizona. So thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. But more importantly, thank you to the Sun Devil fans for tuning in. Continue supporting our team, guys. They need it now more than ever. That wraps it up for this edition of the podcast. Until next time, though, you keep it locked right here on Locked.